Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rich Eisen. He is one of the all-time... Rich Eisen. Absolute frigging greats. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't see no competition. With guest host Ben Lyons. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, Rich. Huge fan. Love your show. Listen to it every day. Thanks, brother. The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons. Thanks so much for hanging out today. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Today is Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. NBA Finals continue on this evening. Going to have John Ireland, voice of the Lakers on, 920 this morning. ESPN LA is going to join us, talk a little hoops. Plus, Marcus Johnson, Fox analyst for the Milwaukee Bucks. I got a chance to work with his son, King Josiah, who's just crushing it on Twitter right now. Marcus Johnson joins the show around 10 o'clock here on the West Coast. And then this is going to be really special. I'm very much looking forward to this. Once a Nick, always a Nick. NBA Hall of Famer Earl the Pearl Monroe joins the show. Going to talk with one of the great guards of all time. Plus, I had a wild experience recently at a car rental spot that tested my patience, that pushed me to the brink. I know we've all been under tremendous stress as of late, and we look often to sports as a release, but it was one of those experiences that the universe just challenged me with. And as I tried to find the silver lining in this adventure, uh, I met a guy named Brian Peters who played in the NFL, and he's going to join the show and talk about his unique approach to breath work that is helping not only NFL players today, but guys in the NHL and Major League Baseball players as well. And then coming up at the end of the show, my buddy Jock Slade. He is the uh, authoritative voice on all things sneakers on YouTube. Hosts a great show on Snapchat called The Kickback. So Jock Slade is going to preview some NBA final shoes tonight because game four goes down in Milwaukee. I'm calling it the Devin Booker bounce back game because this is what great players do. Devin Booker is... Currently third right now all time for most playoff points scored in their first postseason run behind, I believe, Dr. J and Wilt Chamberlain. Um, But Devin Booker is looking to bounce back after the horrific 10-point effort in game number three. But before we go down the rabbit hole in the NBA Finals, uh, and it's again, once again, if you're just joining us, Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. You can follow us, of course, at Rich Eisen Show, at I am Ben Lyons across your favorite social media platforms. And you can hit us up here. uh, I'm in Los Angeles at 310-845-4120. Once again, the number is 
845-4120. But before we go down the rabbit hole on the NBA Finals tonight, which I'm so excited for, got to kind of put a, a button on the MLB All-Star festivities. American League won the game last night 5-2. to two, Their eighth All-Star win in a row. I don't know what that says about the state of baseball. I don't know if that means anything at all, but that is just a fact. The American League has won the last eight All-Star games now. And I'm here with uh, our, our trusty board op Raiders fan, Art. And Art, do they still give out the home field advantage in the World Series to the winner? That's not a thing anymore, right? I, it wasn't last year. I don't, I'm not sure about this year. I don't think that's a thing. They didn't mention that in the broadcast, but... Three hours in the books last night for the game. Uh, Shohei Otani got the start and was the winning pitcher for the game. The game was closed out by Liam Hendricks and featured uh, the Canadian-born Dominican Vladimir Guerrero Jr. winning the MVP, hitting a bomb over 400-something feet that I think still going. That thing was crushed. And the big takeaway I got from the game last night is that baseball's truly gone global. About two years ago, I had the privilege with my dad of going across the pond for the London series. We saw the Yankees and Red Sox play two crazy games. Uh, it, it wasn't at Liver, it wasn't at Manchester Stadium. I forget where it was. The Olympic Stadium out there. Uh, it wasn't Wembley, but packed crowds. The, the Yankees scored six runs in the first inning of Game One, and I remember my dad being like, "This, we flew all the way to London for this." And then the Red Sox scored six runs in the bottom of the first. So it was 6-6 six, six after the first inning. It was crazy atmosphere. Um, and I remember talking with fans from Italy and Germany and all over the world, from all over America, who had made the trip over to London to experience baseball, games that counted uh, on, on foreign soil for the first time in the game's history. Um, Aaron Hicks hit the first home run out of the United States. I know there's been exhibition games. The Dodgers went down to Australia a couple of years ago, and there's been clinics and things around the world and exhibitions. But two years ago, to be part of the first time that the game officially went global uh, really stayed with me as a baseball fan. Because if you look at the landscape of, of, of sports, you know, Luka, Giannis, Jokic, these are all household names in the NBA. None of them are born here. Guys like Messi, Neymar, Ronaldo, they captivate soccer fans here in the United States who follow their every move. Baseball hasn't had those crossover stars that really, I know there's been so much conversation around the face of the game, but that have really championed the game. And not only from a marketing sense, but what I got from last night, not just from those guys out there selling the game, but for being the emotional entry point for why we care about the games and for writing the narrative and for writing the tapestry and the history books of why we invest in these rivalries and matchups and, and in this game in the first place. So they're the best of the best. They're not just guys you can market and package and sell. Uh, Otani and, and Vlad and, and you know, you, you have Kendricks closing the game last night from Australia, just a real international feel to the whole experience last night, which I loved. And here's what the guys on MLB Network uh, asked Liam Hendricks, the the uh, the closer for the American League, who again won 5-2 to two for their eighth All-Star win in a row. Here's what the crew at MLB uh, asked him about the international feel to last night's festivities. I got to ask cool. you, uh, a Japanese pitcher got the win in this game, an Australian pitcher got the save. Tell us why that's good for baseball. 
Uh, it's a world game. Now this is going to be shown everywhere. I mean, let's be honest. Every, anything Shohei does over here is going to be shown in Japan everywhere. But uh, me being able to do anything in this game is going to be broadcast, hopefully in Australia and hopefully uh, around, so we can get more Australian kids involved. Whether then that turns into Australian kids, New Zealand kids, European kids. I know I did an interview with the UK guy the other day, uh, and they're talking about doing. Uh, a, I actually offered up to him like, let's do some clinics in the UK. Yeah. Let's get. I know Jazz Chisholm played for the uh, the UK national team in the World Baseball Classic qualifiers. Screw it, let's go. Let's get him together. Let's go over to England. Let's do something and get some clinics together and, and let's really expand this game around the world. That's Liam Hendricks after the All-Star game last night on MLB Network. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And I remember fondly growing up in New York when my dad would play fast-pitch softball in Central Park. Oftentimes... Uh, finding him him in the in the in the bleachers in the stands talking with the german tourists the spanish tourists explaining them the game of baseball baseball is so complex with its rules and its idiosyncrasies and its nuances but at the end of the day it's sea ball hit ball it's a simple game a beautiful game but a game you really need to absorb and spend time with it takes place during the summer when you're not confined by traditional working hours or school regimen. It's a time to lose yourself. It's the game without a clock. That's why seeing the clock in center field that counts down between innings drives me nuts. Um, I, I wish baseball would, ha- would get rid of any clocks in the stadium because you lose yourself in, in the experience. Um, and my dad would fondly, I remember fondly, my dad would love to explain the game and champion the game, but now you know, you're seeing it actually catch on with young kids who are playing the game. Um, you know, these German tourists who would come through Central Park and, and ask him questions about baseball would head back to Munich now maybe uh, thinking that the Red Sox were the greatest thing since since uh, an American hamburger. So I think the, uh, the, the fact that Hendricks is talking about young people actually playing the game, not just watching it, streaming it, tweeting about it, but playing the game, you heard Clinton Yates yesterday who joined the show, great baseball analyst for, for MLB, talked a lot about the access to the game and the entry points to it at a young age and, 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 and all the things that, that go with that from a societal standpoint that can oftentimes be a barrier for entry into the game. Got to have access to a great field. Got to have older figures in your life who can explain baseball to you, teach it to you. It's not just run up and down the floor and put the ball in the hoop. Any kid can from around the world can, can see that. But baseball takes some explanation of the rules. You need to have a lot of people. You need to have 18 people uh, who can play the game. Uh, so that, that then creates the idea of community. You have to have stable community, structure. You have programs, leagues. All that takes infrastructure. There's lots of economic and societal barriers that can oftentimes keep marginalized communities away from entering the game and, and, and force them to pursue other sports. Um, but when you're seeing guys like Otani, when you're seeing Hendricks close the game on the biggest stage, there's kids in Australia now watching that. When you're seeing Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, who was born in Canada, of course, the son of Hall of Famer Vladimir Guerrero, who's Dominican, you know, a, a, another international star hitting bombs out in Denver. It's it, it's lights something in a young person. It sparks something in them to want to go out and play the game. And then if you play the game, chances are you're going to fall short of ma- making the majors. And that's okay. I remember once at a basketball camp, I was a kid, and Tate George 
who was an old college star, played briefly at a cup of coffee in the NBA. Tate George came to the camp and he said, hey, kids, how many of you think you're going to play in the NBA? And a room full of campers sitting there sweaty. Of course, I'm 10 years old. I raised my hand. I am. 500 hands went up. He goes, every single hand that's raised right now is not going to the NBA. And I remember being like, man, this guy's a jerk. He was right. And guess what? I'm still able to touch the game in other ways. I'm still able to have basketball be a part of my life. I'm still able to have guys like John Ireland as a dear friend, the voice of the Lakers. He's calling up in about 10 minutes. And we've also got Earl Monroe and Marcus Johnson. So I'm still touching the game. So if you can get a young person to play the game, fall in love with it, yeah, you want them to make it to the highest levels of the game. But at the same time, there's so much that goes into the pageantry of sports and and there's so many opportunities for athletes who don't make it all the way to continue to be a part of the thing they love. So last night, the All-Star game went down and it was an international showcase, I think, for baseball. And now we head to this back half of the season. Red Sox-Yankees kickoff. So I know my uh, my father's going to be indisposed for the weekend as the, the Bronx Bombers try and figure it out. The Dodgers didn't really do much in the game last night, Art. Got to be honest, little little disappointing uh, showing from our Dodgers, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Chris Taylor made some good plays out in center field, hey, but he went over at the plate. Yeah, and he didn't uh, have Justin Mo- Turner was the only one who got a hit. And he didn't have Mookie there, and he didn't have Cody there, and Clayton's banged up, and Walker didn't pitch. So the world champs didn't really get a chance to show out. But it's been kind of an interesting season for the Dodgers. They had that offensive explosion the other day, putting up 22 runs. Uh, I hope they didn't waste them all in one game because they got to worry about a very tough uh, NL West. So it's the time when it gets to be the dog days of August we're heading towards. And, and you know, with the NBA Finals wrapping up in the next week or so, uh, I think all eyes are going to start to be on baseball for the back half of the season. But I had a lot of fun watching the festivities out in Colorado. And now we switch gears to the NBA Finals. This is actually the 10-year anniversary of the Gotcha Finals. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. You can hit us up at Rich Eisen Show, at I am Ben Lyons. But 10 years ago, LeBron James and the Miami Heat played the Dallas Mavericks and lost in six games. And it was the first time in my lifetime that the energy surrounding the finals felt like, gotcha, ha <laughs> ha, when the Miami Heat put together the big three and they had their pep rally, not four, not five, not six. They put a target on their back. When you try and cut the line, when you try and stack the deck in your favor, when you hold a press conference where, by the way, you raise $3 million for the boys and girls club. And you say, I'm taking my talents to South beach. And you hold the, 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 the hopes and dreams of, of a town, a working class town like Cleveland and your, your hometown in your palm of your hand and you crush them like Thanos You become the villain. I get that. But the energy around that NBA Finals, I remember being so ferocious and negative for the first time. I don't think in 2002 when the Lakers won and and they beat the New Jersey Nets, I don't think anybody was like, ha-ha, Kerry Kittles is a bum, Jason Kidd's the worst. Keith Van Horn can't get it done. And I blame social media for that. In 2009, Twitter users were sending out 2 million tweets per day across the platform in 2009. In 2011, the year of the gotcha finals, 200 million tweets a day. 
in two years, they went from 2 million tweets a day to 200 million. Now, in 2021, it's at 500 million tweets sent a day across all Twitter accounts. Now, the jump isn't as significant in those 10 years because you've got more social media platforms now that are cannibalizing the market share. Twitch wasn't around. Instagram wasn't around. Snapchat, all these things, uh, TikTok, none of them were around in 2011. But 2011 was the first gotcha finals. LeBron James finished the series averaging under 18 points a game. They lost. He, he, the vitriol that was sent his way was so intense, so vile. And I'll be the first to admit, I participated. I remember flying to New York for LeBron's first game as part of the Heatles in Madison Square Garden and booing him when he, every time he touched the ball. The NBA is better with villains. I get it. But what's amazing about LeBron, and this is where I tip my cap to him, is that 10 years later, following the first gotcha finals where everybody made fun of the way J.J. Barea guarded him, how LeBron scored eight points in a finals game. His game four stat line, let's be honest, eight points, nine rebounds, seven assists. They lose the game. Series tied at 2-2. That wasn't it. That, that, that was tough for LeBron. His bounce-back game was a triple-double, 17-10-10, but it didn't matter. They lost, and, and they were down 3-2, and they never regained any type of uh, footing to try to make a real run in the series. So he's 26. He's lost two finals, and the narrative is you'll never be Mike. You, you didn't do it. You're not the chosen one. Ha, ha, ha. That was 10 years ago, right? The gotcha finals. Well, guess what? Since then, he's won four finals, been to it a gang of times, and most importantly... When he created 10 years ago after the gotcha finals, his I Promise program to help Akron students graduate from high school, well, guess what? The inaugural class graduated with all 193 students awarded free tuition to either the University of Akron or Kent State University. Ha ha. Gotcha. Joke's on you. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen show rolls on. We've got John Ireland from ESPN LA, my golfing buddy, calling in next. Plus, a little bit later on in the show, Marcus Johnson, Earl Monroe, Brian Peters. A crazy story about how I met a guy who played in the NFL having the worst car rental experience of all time. Plus, my good friend Jock Slade, an expert on all things sneakers. Tonight, big night for Devin Booker, but also big night on his feet. I want to see what kind of custom Kobe's he's pulling out tonight. We'll talk to Jock at the end of the show. But coming up next, my dear friend, John Ireland, voice of the Lakers. We're going to chat it up with Johnny I. Coming up next, Ben Lyons here for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons here filling in for Rich. I think Rich is on a boat somewhere with Magic Johnson, LL Cool J, having Carbonara and Portofino or something swaggy. He'll be back in a couple weeks. I'll be on next week as well when we return to Peacock. TJ and Mike and Chris and the whole gang, everybody will be back next week. So looking forward to that. We'll be on the radio as well. Um, Somebody who's on the radio here in Los Angeles, a dear friend of mine, Joins the show right now, John Ireland. What I love about playing golf with you, John, is we'll have a tea time at 6 in the morning. I've maybe stayed up a little too late the night before, had a few too many, but you're ready to go, and I feel like when I hit it off the tee, you're calling an NBA Finals game. That um, And, Ben, thank you for having me on. It's always great to talk to you. It, you know, the, the interesting thing is that's our mutual friend Richard Schiff, who played the great Toby Ziegler on the West Wing. Um, that drives him crazy. He says uh, it's the only time that he plays golf. He says, I used to play golf to relax. And when I play with Ireland, I it's been televised for like the last two and a half hours. He, he, he goes, can you shut up? I, it's impossible. I think I'm a natural broadcaster. I have to. And you hit the mile, so your shots are fun. Well, any round with Richard that ends with all 14 clubs in the bag is a good <laughs> round. Um, and what I love, John, about our rounds on the golf course is just our friendship talking sports. I can throw anything at you. Obviously, uh, you know, the voice of the Lakers here in Los Angeles. But uh, I want to talk with the, about the Major League Baseball All-Star game yeah. first and what we saw last night. I feel like the game's really gone global with Vlad Guerrero. You see Otani. You see Hendricks closing the game from Australia. What was your big takeaway from the festivities last night in Denver? You're right. And, Ben, think about it. It's not just in baseball. I mean, if you go to the hockey all-star game, it's the exact same thing. The NBA now, one of the reasons why Team USA is struggling is because most of the elite big men are from other countries. Jokic won the MVP. You know, he's Serbian. Uh, The second runner-up to him was Joel Embiid, who's from Cameroon. Um, Giannis is from Greece. So it's not just baseball. It's it's all over the place. Um, But I was thinking about that all-star game last night, and – I wonder if we'll be talking about this when we're old. Shohei Otani, which you and I live in Southern California, so we get to see highlights of him all the time, but because he plays late, I don't know how many people across the country where Rich's show goes really appreciate the the freak of nature that this guy is. He's super fat. He's 6'4", he's 225, he runs like a deer, he hits with power, he throws 100 miles an hour. Ben! They changed the rules 
of the All-Star game for one guy. It's kind of like when in the 60s when they changed college basketball, they outlawed the dunk because Lou Alcindor was so good. But think about it. I mean, when's the last time we saw that, that they changed the rules of a game for one guy, and that's how good Otani is. Well, our mutual friend uh, and fellow Raiders fan, Art Martinez, who's working the boards here with me in Southern California, uh, who's, of course, worked with you, as has every behind-the-scenes <laughs> guy here in, uh, in L.A., says Bob Gibson, I guess, in 1968? Right, and then with the mound. They actually lowered the mound because he was so dominant. Um, and, and so that may be that you, you may have to go back to the late 60s with both Gibson and with Lou Alcindor to find a time where they changed the rules for one guy. But, hey, you know what? Let me ask you something else about that All-Star game last night. Those interviews that they did on the field where Joe Buck was, like, talking to Freddie Freeman, and Freeman was great. And later in the game, he's talking to Ozzie Alves, and he's great. And, and Chris Bryant out in left field. I mean, just fantastic access and really interesting stuff. And that's what an all-star game should be used for, not only for an opportunity to showcase the talent on the field, but showcase the talent in the truck. Right. Showcase so the great. talent of guys like Art on the boards who broadcast and, and, and showcase these games that we love. Use it for a time to experiment with innovation. I think that's you're absolutely right. But then... 162 games in baseball. It's the longest sport we've got. There are so many games. Would that work in a regular season game? Now, I'm not talking about with the game on the line, but maybe the second or third inning, you put those, you know, those earpieces and those microphones were not cumbersome. Those guys, one guy, I think it was Nelson Cruz, talked to Buck and Smoltz when he was hitting, when he was at the plate. If you didn't overdo it, if you could do it, could you do it during the regular season or is it too gimmicky? Absolutely not. Are you kidding me, John? If Mookie Betts gets on first base and he's having a chat with the broadcast booth and gets picked off and the Dodgers lose by a run and then they lose the the, the NL West by a half a game, are you kidding me? No way is that. Yeah, so you're not. You're you're limited. You're you're guilty of limited thinking here. Give him a give him an opportunity to stand on top of the clubhouse steps and and have a conversation while they're not in the game. But if you're running in the outfield trying to make a catch and you're saying, "Hey, I'm really excited about the next season of Game of Thrones," and you dive, I mean, what are you talking about? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you made it equal for every team, so maybe you have a rule. One, you got to have like five players on a team do it. And that way it's not, you know, it's a, it's totally random if that happened. No, and there's 162 no. games. Why do we care about the third inning of game 38? Because because every game counts, every pitch counts, and that's what oh, we're, we are reminded of that, John, every postseason. Tell All the problems. The Arizona and Diamondback fans, they're like 30 games out already. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show, joined by John Ireland, giving you a little insight of our conversations when we <laughs> yeah, share our golf like carts. When we have breakfast. This is when we're, we're arguing over nothing. When I'm uh, two, two over after five at Mountain Gates. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the NBA Finals tonight, which continues on in Milwaukee. It's the day Devin Booker bounce back game, isn't it? It is, but I don't know what they do defensively about Giannis, Ben. I at the start of the series I said if Giannis is healthy, uh Suns in six. If he's not healthy, Suns in five. He is healthy, and I may have underestimated him. 
Uh, the last time I saw somebody that dominant at the rim, Ben, you know this about me, I've covered seven or eight finals in person. Uh, Giannis looked like Shaq circa 2001 in that game the other night. He was 13 for 13 in the restricted area. I mean, that's, they don't have an answer for him. Uh, DeAndre Ayton got in foul trouble, and once they got DeAndre Ayton off the court, Giannis did whatever he wanted, and, and he's changed his approach to Ben. He is not shooting threes. He only shot two the other night, and one was at the end of the quarter, so that really doesn't count. But, you know, all year long, I, I, I do two Giannis games a year doing the Laker games, and against us, he feels like he has to prove himself by taking all these outside and mid-range jumpers. He's, he's not doing that against Phoenix. He knows they can't stop him. So he's had 83 points in two games. Do you think they're magically going to come up with a way to stop him tonight? Well, they're going to throw multiple guys at him. Jay Crowder, Frank, DeAndre, Bridges. But it might not be enough. We haven't heard about the Phoenix Suns wall. The wall, and, and you know, we haven't heard that at all in this series. So we'll see. I mean, if he's if he's settling for jump shots, that's a win on the possession for Phoenix. Right, but he's not. You know that, right? He's yeah. not doing that anymore. And now Holiday has found his groove. We haven't seen a Middleton game yet. And in each one of the previous series, Middleton's had at least one game where he went nuclear. So I like Milwaukee tonight. That doesn't mean Phoenix is still still isn't going to win the series. They have home court. As you mentioned, Devin Booker, very unlikely to have um, two bad games in a row. And I think it's the year of Chris Paul. I just don't think he's going to let that team lose. But Giannis is the hottest player in the world right now. And until Phoenix shows me they've come up with a way to defend him, I think the Bucks in Milwaukee win tonight. John Ireland joins the show, one half of the Mason and Ireland show here on ESPN Los Angeles. Um, John, it's the 10-year anniversary of the Gotcha Finals. The first finals that I can remember in my lifetime that had an energy of, ha ha, you blew it, and everybody tweeting and coming at someone was when LeBron had that game four against J.J. Barea and the Dallas Mavericks, and he went for eight, nine, and seven. They right. lose the game. They lose the series. He's 0-2 at 26, and it's rock bottom. Well, 10 years later, LeBron just graduated 193 kids from his I Promise school and gave them all free college tuition. So joke's on you, everybody. <laughs> what do you think about the first gotcha finals when you think back 10 years ago? Ben, there is nothing. I've been around a lot of great athletes. I've covered Shaq. I've covered Kobe. Now I have the pleasure to cover LeBron. There is nothing that motivates great athletes like failure. Nothing. Um, you remember in 2008, the Lakers made it to the finals. They lost in game six to Boston, and they got embarrassed. They got blown out by 40. And the seeds of them winning the next two titles in 09 and 10 were born on that night. I think the series you're talking about, when Dallas and Dirk Nowitzki eliminated LeBron is when LeBron said, all right, I'm going back to the lab. And I've never seen a guy who spends more time on his body, more time on his game. His favorite saying, Ben, is keep the main thing the main thing. And he realized that he had some weaknesses that he needed to address. And when he came back, he all of a sudden had a three-pointer. 
He all of a sudden was playing the whole game down t- downhill. He wasn't just the best offensive player on the court. He was the best defensive player on the court. And the off-the-court stuff that you described, the stuff at the I Promise School and his businesses, he's always been great at that. And he's surrounded himself with really smart people that he's grown up with that are all on the same page. But um, that's why when somebody loses, I always think they're a little bit hungrier. Um, which makes these finals interesting because Chris Paul has never won and Giannis has never won. Matter of fact, man, you can go down the rosters of both teams. There isn't a guy with a ring in this series. There's no, there's guys who've played in the finals, guys like Crowder, but nobody on either roster has a ring. So the hunger is at an all-time high on both sides. And I think that's the nature of your question. Um, what motivated LeBron to change the arc of his career and it's when he lost to Dallas. After that, he was the best player in the league, and he has been ever since. John Ireland joins the show, ESPN LA, one half of the Mason and Ireland show. Ben Lyons here filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. And while nobody has won an NBA title on either the Suns or the Bucks, no matter what happens, Tory Craig walks away, walks away with a, a ring. You know that, right? Uh, right. Well, yeah. I mean, would you want the ring from the team that you didn't win it with? No, of course not. Pull a meta and auction it off for mental <laughs> yeah, health. Yeah, do something with it, right? Uh, speaking of, uh, one more question on the NBA Finals. Uh, what do you think would be more impactful if ex-Nick Langston Galloway won or ex-Nick Bobby Portis won? I feel so sorry for Art and everyone working on this show that, because I had the over-under at about 50 of how, how long it would take you to bring up the Knicks, and you brought them up at, at 34 minutes into the show. So uh, it, it, the fact that you have somehow made this series, I can I tell this quick story about Ben has a sister that he's very proud of named Hannah. She's a chef at a restaurant in Brooklyn. Shout out to St. Anselm. She's a fantastic chef. So one time I tell Ben I'm going to Brooklyn, and he says, oh, I've never met a sister. I didn't even know he had a sister at the time of this story. And he said, I'm going to give you my sister your number. When you and your wife are ready to go, call her. And so I call Hannah. I leave her a message. She calls me back. Again, I've never met her. She says, John, you're all set. 7.30 Friday night. Go Knicks. It's a disease in your family, man. It's a dizzy. Your Knicks are getting better, but what have they won a title since you've been alive? The last time they won a title is when our guest, who's coming on in an hour, was their starting two guard, Earl the Pearl Monroe. Is oh, well, you know, it, he's, he, he, when he walks down the street in New York and in Baltimore, both places, he's worshipped like a god, Ben. Earl the Pearl is legend back in those two cities. The power of social media. I follow him. He follows me. I send him a shout. He's coming on the show. Part of maybe, arguably, you know, the, the best backcourt ever, I think we can all agree now, is Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. But before that, Earl Monroe and Walt Frazier were in the, it was basically, they were in the discussion with Jerry West and Gail Goodrich. All those guys are in the Hall of Fame. But uh, a top five backcourt of all time. I mean, two MVP caliber players in Clyde and, and Earl. And, uh, man, how great would it be to go back and watch those guys play? Oh, that's a Hall of Fame edition of NBA Jam. I'd love to see all those guys (laughs) play each other. He's on fire. Um, But you know how many NBA finals have existed, John, without an ex-Nick on a roster? Uh, The fact that you know this is disturbing. How many? A cheerio. Zero. Since the first NBA finals, there has been an ex-Nick on every single, in every single finals. That is an insult to your Nick. Not a compliment, right? But if Langston Galloway, the most decorated Westchester Nick of all time, wins a title, then that's a, a testament to our development. I love stories like Langston Galloway. You know, he, he had two 10 days before he ever made it to the NBA. I love guys like that that are, you know, one day working in a supermarket 
And then the next thing you know, they they oh, the next thing you know, they're guarding Michael Jordan at the heat of, at the top of his powers, like John Starks. The Knicks are like, yeah, we're gonna go up against Michael Jordan. Let's get the guy from the grocery store to guard him. Right, but how great is that? Unbelievable. You know, that's the great thing about life, man. You never know where the road's turning. John Ireland joins the show, one half of the Mason and Ireland show on ESPN LA. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. Um, it was something that's really cool tonight in the WNBA All-Star game, John. They're playing Team USA versus Team WNBA All-Star. I'd love to see the NBA, the, the men do that uh, because this men's basketball team is having a run of it in this exhibition. I know they're not fully staffed. They still need Book and Drew Holiday and Middleton and got to get Tatum's knee right and all that. I get it. But I love what the WNBA is doing. You know, I'm a big W fan just in general. But the idea of Candace Parker leading the WNBA All-Stars going up against her old teammate Chelsea Gray and Team USA to try to get those women revved up for Tokyo, I think speaks to the camaraderie of the league. Could the men ever do something like that? I don't know. You know, they've tweaked these All-Star games so much. I wouldn't be against it. Um, the All-Star game, uh, the, only, the, the one thing I will say about All-Star games is it's better when the games matter, and I think the WNBA has found a format in which the game will matter. Nobody's going to want to get embarrassed there. Um, and, and like you say, the All-Stars are going to feel like they're, they're doing a service for, for the Team USA, and Team USA need, you know, has been watching the men struggle, so I think they're going to be motivated. But I, I don't know, in the NBA, what I've always said, what I would do with the All-Star game, to make people care is I would get a sponsor, you know, let's say it's Kia or, you know, so whoever is the, the title sponsor in the NBA, um, the, um, and, and I would say, okay, here is $12 million. Every player on the winning team gets 500 K in their pocket and 500 K to the charity of their choice. Losing team gets zero. You get nothing. Don't you think teams, they would play defense and compete if you did that? Nothing like uh, millionaires fighting for more millions, spoken like a true Manhattan Beach resident. Exactly. I love it, John hey, Ireland. Right on brand, John Ireland. That'll know, really get the juice going somebody, in the that game. Would that would be $6 million to charity. Yeah. And the players would actually care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love just the fact that in the W, the players want to go at each other because they want to get Team USA ready for the Olympics. Many of the women who were playing on the WNBA All-Star team who were snubbed from the Olympic team. Yeah, that's another that's another element to all this. Ma- the, you know, the WNBA the level of play is so much better Ben than it's ever been before. I mean, I don't know if you've been in a gym and and watched some of the way, some of the handle on these girls. It's ridiculous. I mean, back in our day when we were younger, we probably could have held our own for 5 minutes against some some pretty good women's players. We would not score against them now. They're that good. I know. Um, I went to a, a streetball tournament in uh, in the Bronx this weekend called Hoops in the Sun, and there were some women out there hooping. And I was tempted to try to see if I could tear an ACL or not and get out there, but I, I, cooler heads prevailed. I realized, sadly, right, leave my you. best I, I hoops is in my rear call. view. I'll leave you with this. Our mutual friend, Dr. Robert Clapper, who's been the head of surgery at Cedar sinai Hospital in Los Angeles for many, many years and does a show uh, in Los Angeles called The Weekend Warrior Show, um, once looked at me after I was complaining to him about a sore knee after playing three straight nights of pickup hoop. And he looked at me and he said, Ireland, guys like you built my Italian villa. You got to give it up. And I've been a golfer ever since. You're either pre-op or post-op. There you uh, go. That's the doc. Uh, that's John that Ireland. Happy early birthday, John. 
Thank you. Tomorrow, yes. Getting uh, younger by the day. I hope, you, I hope you see 36 holes and, and a nice margarita at the end of the day. Thank you, sir. Great to have you as always. John Ireland joins the show. Ben Lyons here filling in for Rich. We've got Marcus Johnson coming up in about 20 minutes. Voice of the Bucks, uh, an analyst for Fox. We're going to talk all things uh, Milwaukee and Phoenix. Game four going down tonight. NBA Finals. Oh, it's like getting in a time machine to my childhood. I love it. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here today on the Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Giannis looked like Shaq circa 2001 in that game the other night. He was 13 for 13 in the restricted area. I mean, that's, they don't have an answer for him. Uh, DeAndre Ayton got in foul trouble, and once they got DeAndre Ayton off the court, Giannis did whatever he wanted. As John Ireland on the Rich Eisen Show, kind enough to take some time away from country club life to join us for a little nba finals talk ben Lyons filling in for rich on the rich eisen show john does a great job covering the lakers has covered the lakers for a long time working as their lead play-by-play analyst as well as the uh the host of the mason and ireland show here in la and he's right about Giannis. Giannis has turned into Shaq more than kobe he's been dominant down low and you see all those points in the paint it's not just from dunks and half-court sets, but it's also out in transition, on broken plays, second-chance uh, points. He's just been a monster, and we'll see if he can do it again tonight because that's the thing with greatness. Can you do it? Can you do it again? And can you do it again after that? Talked about it earlier on the show this week. Kawhi Leonard, it was just announced, torn ACL, partial tear, going to be out at least six months, maybe nine months. Kawhi Leonard's a great player. Is he available? Can he count on him? Can he do it? Can he do it again? Can he do it again after that? I don't think so. And it's not a knock on him as a person or his moral character. And we don't know much about Kawhi. It doesn't let us in much. He, he, there is a, a robotic, assassin-like, Terminator-esque quality to Kawhi Leonard. But him going down with this ACL as an unrestricted free agent, it's going to be really, really interesting what the Clippers do. Uh, how the ripple effect permeates throughout the NBA if he doesn't re-sign with Los Angeles. Kawhi Leonard, who has missed significant time, the phrase load management was essentially invented because of him, is now facing a torn ACL, heading into unrestricted free agency. 
Also, because of the NBA calendar, it's later in the year. If it had been a traditional NBA season and this injury happened in a conference finals, then it might have been the middle of May. Well, now here we are in deep into July, and you're talking about surgery on an ACL. You might not see Kawhi on the floor till after the All-Star game next season. Kevin Durant just got a max deal off a torn Achilles. Kyrie Irving just got a max deal, even though he's now missed four of the last six postseasons. Modern medicine is, is, is incredible and can get these guys back on the court, but can they stay on the court? And that's the question with Kawhi Leonard. Can you count on him? Is he reliable? Next season, he's not going to play more than 35 games. Are you going to give him a max deal? Are you going to back up the dump truck? Are you going to commit to him for four years? I don't think so. Now, switching, switching gears here a little bit, uh, I was very excited on the drive over to see a tweet from Candace Parker, who does an incredible job of not only dominating on the court deep into her career, but also representing the game, growing the game. She's a tremendous talent on television. I think one of the best voices uh, we have, men or women, talking about basketball on TV and I love seeing this tweet from Candace saying, extremely proud and humbled to be the first female cover athlete in the history of NBA 2K. I'm honored to work with a company that's investing in women and betting on us to succeed. I'm hopeful there will be many more badass females to follow muscle emoji, muscle emoji. A beautiful painting of Candace adorns the cover of NBA 2K22. And you might not be a gamer. You might have last played a basketball video game when it was double dribble for Nintendo and had to blow on it and bang it to get it to work. But for the gaming community to have Candace Parker on the cover of the game, that's a big deal. It wasn't. It was only last year that the WNBA even was in the game, that you could even play with your favorite WNBA players. Representation creates aspiration and inspiration. To have these women represented on the biggest stage, the biggest platform, will inspire men and women to go out there and chase their dreams. And that's a great thing. Candace is part of Team WNBA in their All-Star game tonight. They're taking on Team USA in the All-Star game, which I think is a tremendous format considering we're in an Olympic year, considering that the camaraderie shared uh, amongst the W athletes is palpable. They compete at the highest levels. They go at each other. But there's only 144 uh, players in the league on 12 teams. So they know that all boats rise. And that if the game, uh, you know, if Team USA does well overseas, it will only bring more attention to women's basketball here. And then that will hopefully create more revenue streams, more money. I mean, it's the first time in my lifetime that I'm seeing women in commercials like Sue Bird for, for CarMax. Chinea Gumake is in the DoorDash commercials. You're seeing Lisa Leslie in movies. Uh, all types of, uh, of great watershed moments that we'll look back on 10, 20 years from now and say, well, that really moved the needle. And that was one of those today, the announcement of Candace Parker on the cover of NBA 2K. They're playing their all-star game tonight in Vegas, and I love what Candace had to say about her ex-teammate with the L.A. Sparks, who have really struggled this year now that uh, Candace has left and her ex-teammate Chelsea Gray, who's now with the Las Vegas Aces, uh, that have MVP Asia Wilson and my favorite player in the league, Liz Cambage, a must follow across all social media. Liz is nuts. I love Liz. And here's what Candace had to say uh, about her approach to this uh, all-star game tonight in Vegas. I'm going at Chelsea Gray, just FYI. I mean, she was my teammate for years, but I'm like the first time down the court, like I just need a back screen and a switch and her on the block. That's all I need. So 
Listen, that's my dog. <laughs> that's my homie. Uh, I'm super proud for her to be in this all-star game and be able to compete against her. But, you know, I'm going to try to go one-on-one against her a little bit, sauce her up a little bit, and she will probably try to post me up, do a little fake over my head. I'm, I swear I'm not going to go for the fake, but I'm excited. <laughs> that's uh, Team USA's own Chelsea Gray from Las Vegas Aces talking about going against her old teammate Candace Parker, and I love the competitive spirit. I think it's going to be a great showcase for the game tonight. So I know everyone's going to be watching the NBA Finals, of course, but if you're a real hooper, make sure you check out the women in Las Vegas uh, tonight. Coming up next, uh, I'm really excited to catch up with Marcus Johnson. He's a Fox uh, Sports Analyst for the Milwaukee Bucks. Game four tonight in Milwaukee. Not only uh, was he an all-star in the NBA and, and, and and a top pick, and was Michael Jordan one of his favorite players. Remember the poster on the wall. But he also had some uh, Hollywood dreams at one point in his life, and it's rubbed off on uh, on his son, Josiah Johnson, who's uh, the, the funniest follow on NBA Twitter, at KingJosiah54. Had a chance to work with him, so we'll catch up with Marcus, the father of Josiah Johnson, the former Bucks All-Star and analyst for Fox out in Milwaukee. Talk about the NBA Finals and his acting career as well. Plus, we're going to have Earl the Pearl Monroe calling the show in about 25 minutes. Lots of basketball talk today is the NBA Finals and the WNBA All-Star Game. Plus, Team USA got a W. Lots to get into with Marcus. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich, the Rich Eisen Show.